Welcome to Natural Gas World's weekly overview of the news in the global gas industry with me, Joseph Murphy. Many of the world's leading oil companies this week reported their second quarter earnings, described by NECEO Claudio Descalzi as one of the most difficult quarters that the industry has ever faced. Bear in mind that the collapse in oil prices occurred in March, meaning that second quarter earnings represent three tough months of weak prices, low demand and production cutbacks. Any Equinor, Shell, Total and OMV were among those to post their results over the last week. They all reported net losses on impairment charges, some on current prices, but mostly uh, charges on long-term price outlook. There's been a recognition that some assets not expected to produce all of their gas in the next three decades are now worth far less as the long-term price outlook for oil looks grim, especially in light of pledges by governments and businesses to produce net zero emissions by 2050. Uh, Shell booked by far its big, uh, by far the biggest uh, impairments on outlook, almost $17 billion. Oil companies' core earnings also collapsed, in some cases by above 90%. There's not much that these companies can do about oil uh, low prices. Just as the COVID-19 pandemic came out of the blue, the road, for, the road towards the market's recovery is equally unpredictable. Oil prices are rising slowly but surely and are now in the early $40 per barrel range. But the OPEC plus cartel is easing back on their record supply cuts tomorrow, saying the move is justified by the market's modest recovery. And if oil prices rise even higher, many US shell oil wells that were shut down after the crisis began may become profitable to operate again, adding extra supply. The outlook is equally dim for gas prices now at record lows. Demand may be recovering, but economic conditions are very weak. And as the collapse in oil earlier this year feeds more and more into long-term oil index gas supply contracts, this will add further downward pressure onto gas markets. The upside is, of course, that cheap gas is attractive to consumers and has replaced some oil volumes in certain energy markets, for example, Germany. This could affect long-term policy decisions. Faced with the difficult circumstances, producers can simply manage their finances as best they can by, produ uh, by reducing costs on the one hand and potentially raising cash through disposals on the other. We've been speaking a lot about the potential of hydrogen energy recently in light of the EU's recent release of a long-term strategy for its development. European plans to adopt hydrogen and expand the use of renewables are, of course, a source of concern for Russia currently the content, uh, continent's biggest energy supplier. Reports in the Russian press say Russia's energy ministry has drafted its own five-year plan for developing hydrogen energy with the aim of exporting the fuel to Europe and other markets. The draft plan has been submitted to the government and the goal is to have a finalized hydrogen strategy in place by the end of the year. The two key players in this hydrogen drive are expected to be gas firm Gazprom on the one hand and nuclear power giant Rosatom on the other. Gazprom will advance projects to produce so-called turquoise hydrogen generated from gas using methane paralysis, which splits gas into hydrogen and solid carbon, a useful and clean byproduct. Rosatom, on the other hand, will focus on developing yellow hydrogen. This is hydrogen produced from water using electrolysis with a, power pa with a process powered by nuclear energy. Hydrogen could then be pumped to Europe with methane via Russia's existing gas pipelines, many of which would not require modification if the hydrogen content is fairly low. This will extend the value of this infrastructure over a longer period. Now, Europe's strategy very much prioritizes green hydrogen. This is hydrogen again produced 
using electrolysis, but relying on renewable energy such as solar and wind. But there is a window for gas-based hydrogen as well, as long as no carbon is released into the atmosphere as a shorter term solution for reducing EU emissions. But whether Russia can act fast enough to take advantage of this window is unclear. It is also uncertain what position the EU will take on yellow hydrogen. But the failure to act could mean Russia ends up losing market share in the European energy market as the EU moves towards a tougher position on gas. This has been Natural Gas World's weekly overview of the news in the global gas industry with me, Joseph Murphy. Thank you and see you next week.